hey, if it's your birthday, happy, happy birthday from Ben against to you. Remember uh, that? that just to, no. Is that just to the listener? Because... Yeah, I'm a I'm a Scorpio. We Scorpio sting. Yeah, that's right. Uh, got a little ways uh, till my birthday, but I would take some ice cream, even though it's 17 degrees outside. Well, we'll bring you some. No, it was back in the day. I think now they've cleared up that whole happy birthday thing. But uh-huh. when the big corporate restaurants couldn't sing happy birthday because yeah. it was you know couldn't get it cleared. Remember the whole like oh little old ladies own the copyright to the that's happy right. birthday. Um, they yeah I do and wow those so, those ladies must have been litigious. So Applebee's and Bennigan's and, you know, all the uh, corporate restaurants of the day would have sang you their own corporate version of that. And that was the Bennigan's one. I think a lot of them were just like, happy, happy birthday from Applebee's to you. Yeah, they were, you know, not Same complicated. Same thing, just fill in the blank. So anyway, there you go. If it's your birthday and you're listening, there you are. This is the Side Talks podcast. We talk about movies on this podcast and we always celebrate birthdays. That's right. And if you're a kittenhead or a Corey. We celebrate your birthday every Corey day. Head Corey or celebrates your birthday I every day. Up. I do that every episode. <laughs> a kitten head. <laughs> a kitten head. If you're a, a kitten head. Or- <laughs> and I said it so deliberately. Um, so, yeah, if you're one of those people, a special what's up ding dongs to you, uh, or maybe I should have said what's up dong dings. Oh, no, 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 no. This is going a dark, <laughs> That's we're bizarre going down a dark, world. dark, dark, stony path. Bizarre world. Okay, let's Can just we stop this. him? Yeah. Is there something we can do? I'm, well, I'm gonna. You know what? I'm going to file a cease and desist. With who? And, I don't know. But I'm going to get, I, I guarantee, attorneys are, you know, they'll, they'll do anything Take it up money. with our human resources officer, Sam. I'm going to, I'm going to do it. And you're going to get a letter in the mail and you're going to read it on, on this podcast. I fucking dare you, Sam. Let's go. Let's fucking go. LFG. Man, you are too square. I'm, I, I have to straighten you out. I understand that I must be shocking to you. Time for that Brando break. All right. I got one for you today. Let's hear it. Well, you know, Barbara Streisand's book has come out, That's and most right. people have made their way halfway through it at this point. And uh, she does talk about Brando. How could she, she not? Does. And she she does a she does some nice little uh, jabs at people too, which I appreciate. But let me tell you, I'm just going to read you one one excerpt okay. that Barbara has written about Marlon Brando. And and by the way, she had a crush on him. Just of setting course. that up. She had a crush on him, uh, ma- massive crush. She had seen him when she was younger and, and always wanted to kind of make out with Brando, um, as we all do. Here's what she said. Before I went on, I was standing in the wings to the left of the stage, trying to find Brando. Maybe I could get a glimpse of him before we were formally introduced. Suddenly, I felt someone kissing my back. <laughs> oh, Brando Bray, don't you love it? Who would dare do that? I turned around and it was him, my idol. I'm sorry. I need my glasses, but I don't have I blurted out exactly what I was thinking. You're destroying my fantasy. He said softly, you can't have a back like that and not have it kissed. Wow, Marlon. That's my Marlon voice, which is nowhere near what Marlon would actually sound like, but I hope you appreciate it anyway. I think my heart stopped for a moment. What a line. It was like something out of a movie. I wish I could have thought of an equally clever comeback, but I had never learned how to be seductive. And then I heard Sidney Poitier introduce me, and, um, and I had to leave Brando there and go on stage. I had chosen a song called Supper Time, a strong, poignant anthem sung by a woman about her husband who ain't coming home no more because he had been lynched. Jesus. 
That's a good way to end that. Yep. That's the excerpt. <laughs> I'm reading it just like it was written, y'all. Um, so what? what is this? Is this <laughs> you can't have a back like that. <laughs> is this at the Academy Awards or something? What is she doing with Marlon Brando know. and Sidney Poitier? I literally read Karina Longworth yanked that out for her uh, her newsletter this week, and wow. I literally just i am reading it so far out of context. But there Marlon. it is. Marlon. Just mean, go up kissing ladies' you know. backs. But it's working for it. Like, that's the whole thing. Look at this dirty dog. I mean, depending on what year <laughs> it was, though. I don't think that's just it, though. No, but like, I mean, it, like depending on what era Marlon Brando we're talking right. about, yeah, he could get away with that because right. he looked like Marlon right. Brando. He didn't look like Harvey Weinstein. Everybody's like, Ugh, get off me. <laughs> you disgusting troll of a pig <laughs> he is a troll of a pig <laughs> oh no it's never okay just to kiss barbara streisand's back y'all we know this we're aware but marlon did it and she liked it and what can we say yeah anyway i wanted to really find the excerpt where she read it because she's uh-huh. read this audiobook as, oh, she, yeah. as you've mentioned oh yeah I couldn't. I couldn't find this section, not at least quickly enough to make it worth our time here because at 20 minutes of looking, I had to, you know, abandon ship. But I did cut you a super cut. Oh, my God. I picked a random excerpt, just a random excerpt, literally five minutes of the of the book, and I just cut it down to about a minute of the best parts. What? Okay. And uh, I'm putting it together for you. Barbara. So um, here is your Barbara super cut. Let's go. Random super cut. An amiable anteater? Because I'm a hazard in the kitchen. I can burn water. <laughs> Seasick ferret. Yikes. Was I really that odd looking? And I saw a story about Neil Diamond in a magazine who happened to be a grade ahead of me at Erasmus Hall High School in Brooklyn. <laughs> yeah. Actually, the article was about his brother who invented some crazy bathtub that had a stereo system and all sorts of electronic gadgets. Perfect for uh, getting electrocuted. And it's not cheap. It's $14,000. And it seems like the pharaoh also had a big schnoz. (laughs) That's irritating. I happen to like going to the dentist because, well, for two reasons. I love how my teeth feel after they're professionally cleaned. And it's also an hour of peace with no phone calls. Sometimes it felt like my nose got more pressed than I did. And the doctor said, I hear she's a bitch. You're welcome. That was delightful. You're welcome. That won't be the last time I do it. And I'm here to tell you that wasn't even like I didn't scroll through, comb through. I just random five minute section and cut that down for you. Holy shit. What a treasure. What a treasure. This is how we get to 680 pages, by the way, or whatever it is. Like, this is how you get there. I mean, it is a big, thick book. (laughs) I'm going to have to read it one day. Uh, I'm very excited. Well, it was a that was a Brando Barb break, really. And who doesn't need that every once in a while? You know. I, I, I'll take a bar break anytime you want to throw one my way. I'll tell you that. There you go. It's You had one. Time to, time to move on. Back to work, everyone. <laughs> and now, a look at what we're watching this week. Uh, what are we watching? What are we watching? I had so much for you the last time, uh-huh. and I have very little this time. I Strangely, we had a snow day, as you That's know. Right. Everything yes. was canceled, closed down. We were stuck in the house, and... You know, we went through, of course, you know, there's some great snow films out there. You know, I think Chloe even mentioned this on a thread, like The Shining is a great Snowden film. And 
you know, that's also just, I thought that was a great pandemic film. Yeah. You get the cabin fever going. But we were just, went through the, the VHS collection. I was like, here's some options, you know, and this one's like an ice skating movie. There's another ice skating movie. There's a hockey movie, Youngbloods. But I, I what we picked was, I was like, this one just kind of has a like snow day vibe, which was Vanilla Sky, which I've seen wow. multiple times. It's cold. It, you know, my favorite yeah. my favorite scene in, in, in the film is where they sort of reassemble where his subconscious is coming from. Uh-huh. And they go to that Bob Dylan cover. Yeah. And you'd seen the shot before and it did look familiar. And then you make the connection and it's that Bob Dylan cover where he's walking down the street and mm-hmm. the VW bus is in the background and he's like kind of a girl holding on to him. And it, it, they did such a great job in replicating that shot. I love that scene. Yeah. Anyway, that seems like a cold moment. It does. And so the whole film has kind of, everybody's wearing jackets and it's wintry. Yeah. And, um, so anyway, so we watched that as a as our as our snow day movie, and you know, it. I've stood by this film. I said it's good. I like it. It is cheesy. It's cringy. It's I like hard, it. It's hard to watch those scenes, um, in particular the ones where he's sort of dancing around in the mask. Mm-hmm. But I I don't know. I really I kind of dig this film. I can't help it. There's no. so many memorable things, and also mm-hmm. I think I've said this before, but. Watching Cameron Diaz become just incredibly repellent is, which feels at that time like height of Cameron Diazism, feels mm-hmm. impossible. But she, you just are like, oh god, she's terrifying. Um, anyway, I don't know. I like that too. I yeah. like I like seeing Cameron D in a different lens, if you will. So that's what I was watching. I've talked about it before, so I won't have a whole lot to say. But um, what have you been watching? I've I've seen a lot of stuff. Uh, as I told you off mic, uh, I saw the Color Purple, the new musical adaptation. Um, was I right? You were right. I mean, I was were you know I I was ready to be convinced that the Color Purple needed a musical, and I know that it, it is based on a very successful Broadway musical. Uh, after seeing the movie, I think fundamentally it is not a musical I would enjoy. Um, But the movie is, on top of that, bizarrely kind of not good, bizarrely kind of not very well made. It doesn't look very nice. Um, There's a lot of, like, backlighting, which is really baffling when you want to see, like, the details of choreography, uh, among other things. The expression on your actors' faces. Yeah, sure. I Um, I said – I told Corey when we we left last week, y'all. I said – he said he's going to see The Color Purple – I said, The Color Purple 2024, right? And I said, look, if you like this movie, I will watch it because I know I'm going to hate it. I've seen the trailer and the trailer looked terrible to me. It just, I'm sorry, but it just looked absolutely terrible. All due respect to to the subject matter and the original work and all of it, but the, this version looked absolutely horrible. Well, I didn't get a text from Corey. No, no text. It, it's it's we really not a successful it, movie. There's nothing to fight about because you hate it too. I mean, the, the sets the sets look okay. You know, they're they're pretty well done. The, the okay, well, that's a great pull quote. No, the sets look okay. I'm, I'm you know, <laughs> devil, it's due, right? And the problem with this is not the performances. I think the performances are by and large really good, but boy, the material just doesn't work for me. Um, and the direction really just didn't work either. It didn't. Ever seen the Lifetime movie, it. like the Fantasia story? I have not. That's, I, like, that's one. That's a bad movie, Nider. Really? Does oh, she star it's bad. in it? I think she plays herself. Yeah. Always a good idea. She's not bad in, in this movie. She's, um, you know, it's a role she played on Broadway. But, yeah, she um, wasn't great at playing herself. Well, eh. you know. Anyway, go ahead. 
Um, I, I, can we stop talking about the color purple? I, I, it's, sure. it's bad. Yeah, d- didn't didn't work for me. Um, I I also saw George Clooney's The Boys in the Boat. Uh, I just mentioned the title and you started laughing. <laughs> and um, I will again. It's the worst title. Come on. It's the title of the book, and everybody's dad read the book. I bet your dad read the book. Do the boys get in a boat? The boys get in a boat. It's they- about a, a rowing team in 1936. They're the Washington, the University of Washington rowing team, and they go to the Olympics and they win the gold medal. And Did they do Hit- it Hitler's in the boat? there. The boys are in a like, boat? Ach, um, nine or whatever. You know, Germans Sounds just say, like him. Uh, thanks. I've been practicing my Hitler. <laughs> 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 God. So have some other people in this country. Yeah, for real. Um, yeah. Uh, U.S.A. <laughs> mine, uh, mine got uh, nine. Uh, the, Get in those, boat. Those Get boys, in boat, boys. The boys in the boat beat my, <laughs> you know, Nazi Ubermensch rowers. Uh, spoiler alert. You know, there's not a lot of, like, tension to this movie. It's fine. It's just George Clooney's director. What are you doing, man? How can one of the most charismatic actors on the planet just reliably makes some of the most boring movies ever made. I don't understand it. Yeah. And I love good night and good luck from, you know, 2005, yeah. his, his Oscar nominee. I think that film's really fantastic. And then everything does it have boys in a boat. It doesn't. Mm. That is the one disadvantage it has when compared to this film. But George buddy, you know, maybe, directing isn't your thing i don't know man like as good as good night and good luck was everything else has been kind of dull at best and some of his films have been kind of catastrophic like that movie suburbicon um so you know there are boys in a boat and if you and this was my letterboxd review i'm going to self-plagiarize go ahead uh if you uh look closely enough you will also see that one or two women managed to sneak into this movie as well. Really? Yeah. Are they in the boat though? No, they yeah. none of them get in a boat. Women none aren't allowed in a boat in this movie. It's only boys in a boat. I'm going to make the sequel, Women in a Boat. And I've watched a bunch of other classics and stuff. I don't know that I want to talk too much about that. One thing I did watch really recently that I fully fucking flipped for and I'm curious if you've seen this is uh, is Whit Stillman's The Last Days of Disco with um, seen it. Chloe Sevigny and Kate Beckinsale. It's wonderful. Wait, what year was it again? 1998. I, okay, I actually have seen it, but I have zero. Uh, interesting, it came up. It must, did they do a re-release or something? No, there's a Criterion Blu-ray, but it's been out for a bunch of Okay, because there was something, it came up. It might have been, there might have been a, like a weird trailer for it somewhere. Weird. Anyway, I saw it when it came out. I have no recollection of this film whatsoever. Did you like it? I loved it. I thought it was hilarious and really, really, really fun. It, like just so charming. And Seven Ye and Beckinsale are both wonderful in it. So. I'm going to go back and watch this, I think, because it, it this is the second time I've heard about it in the last few weeks. And I don't remember liking it. So this might be some fodder Damn, for us. Okay. Oh, just because Chloe Sevigny is in it doesn't mean it's good. Does everybody hear that? But you Same know thing what? about Lana Del Rey. Hey, you know, Brad just perked his his head up at that statement as if to say, you sure about that? And I, I kind of sure. agree, Brad. I'm I very, kind of I'm agree. Positive. Oh, y'all want me to bring you some bullshit that Chloe Sevigny is in? Are you talking about the brown bunny? I like I the mean, brown bunny. I mean, there's a lot of that. That would be one of the I things think that on the playlist. Good. Yes. Uh-oh. Uh-oh is right. <laughs> Sorry, Roger Gallo, Ebert. Vincent Gallo liked it, too. I wonder why. Yeah, Ayo. he had a good time. Making it. 
Uh, what else you watch? I, I think no. I, I mean, I, a lot of I watched Fanny and Alexander. But oh I don't God! Know, I don't want to talk about oh, that. Oh God! Oh, what do you say? Oh, I'm sorry that the films of Ingmar Bergman are not you know good enough for you, Rachel. How'd you like the fart scene? It was funny. Okay, there it's you a good go. Movie. Thanks I, for listening to my, Side Talks podcast. What? Okay, all right. <laughs> it's not my favorite Bergman, but I thought it was great because you know, of course, it is. Um. Anyway. That's all I want to talk about. I guess I won't even get into, you know, the the war trilogy from Roberto Rossellini, the Italian neorealist Wake stuff. me up when you're done. I'm not going to get into it. All right. Let's log off. Let's shut her down here, Brad. Let's shut her down. Yeah, it's time. Well, thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Side Talks podcast. We're your own personal cinematic Barbara, not that one, and Uh-oh. Mr. Wonderful. Do you know what I'm talking about? No. Shark Tank. What? Shark Tank. Are these you sharks watched, in the have tank? You, have you ever watched Shark Tank? No, I, I don't stay in hotels that often. So yeah, well, I, I do, Shark and Tank. you're exactly right about that. It's, it's <laughs> always it's like it's it's like ridiculousness on MTV. That's just on. It's like that is just they should rename the channel ridiculousness. But whatever, I can't remember what channel is, but it's pretty much like 40 episodes of, of A and E or something of Shark Tank. Yeah. Anyway, uh, Mr. Wonderful is one of the people who weighs in. He's one of the billionaires or whatever that weighs in on whether or not he's going to, you know fund a product and then Barbara's another one I think she does like home shopping network stuff and they, they argue a lot they fuss they fuss so they're television billionaires who are fussy, fussy. on reality television fussy. yeah really so the only which difference... one of them are we going to elect president next exactly they're only the only difference between us and them is that they have lots of money and we don't that's it it's the only difference really so you don't even know what I'm talking about no so, I have no I idea I mean Mr. Wonderful sounds like it would be good but get it it's sarcastic got it because he's like a grumpy guy yeah yeah. Wow. So who are you going to be, Barbara or Mr. Wonderful? I'll be Barbara. Yeah, that's a better choice. I yeah. hate to be stuck with Mr. Wonderful, but I gave you the option, so here I am. Yeah, I'm just going to – I like the name Barbara. I will say we'd be better off being either one of them, by the way, probably. Yeah. <laughs> probably. So I'll take it. Why not? You guys catch that sick political joke I just made, by the way, on I, Donald Trump? I definitely caught it. Just wanted to make sure it wasn't too yeah. subtle. So I, here's the one thing I will say about about Shark Tank and I podcast at sidewalkfest.com. Y'all know that scrub daddy thing? No. It's a sponge that you see on the sponge aisle in the grocery store. And it's like oh, a smiley yeah. face. Yeah, it's a smiley face and it's called scrub daddy. It's called scrub daddy? It's called scrub daddy. It, what is better about that fucking sponge? Cuz it's Nothing. it's a Shark Tank product. They somebody one of those sharks quote unquote sharks on Shark Tank threw a bunch of money at that product and it's clearly done really well. And I don't it's supposed to the whole point is like these kind of products are supposed to be, you know, better. Like you make a better garden hose, right? You make a better this or you better you make a better sponge. But how is this sponge I've bought a scrub daddy before, so I fell for this shit. And it, I was like, this isn't doing anything different. It's not washing the dishes for me. Yep. What's going on? It's anthropomorphized. That's the difference. <laughs> That's exactly. it. Is it just that, he has is that a, it? He has a face. it's called a scrub daddy. Yeah. That's it. That's it. It's gotta be more to it, right? podcast at sidewalkfest.com let us know about the scrub what if scrub daddy was listening sponsor us <laughs> scrub daddy come on you got plenty of money mr wonderful gave you some or barbara i don't remember which you know who i'd like to see in a shark tank donald trump but a real shark tank with sharks who are hungry hey oh more political humor but everybody you know what a shark tank product would be you would come out and you'd be like Hi, sharks. My name is Corey Kraft. Oh, God. I've created a marzipan little Donald Trump <laughs> that you can feed to sharks. sharks. 
Donald Trump. You can feed it to sharks. They'll eat it, and you can have fun watching them eat it. Who wants to give me $2 million? If you've seen the show, I'm not fucking lying right now. That's like half of the segments are yeah, at that level. Sure. I'm just going to monetize the co- the concept of an effigy. You have to have like a little tap dance or something you do. So get oh, it together. Get it together. Get that. it together. All right. I'll, anyway. I'll develop a pitch deck uh, for the sharks. I think we should Donald do it. Let, let's. Th- this would be a great origin story on that show. See how meta it's getting. Like if we went on and we're like, oh well, hi, I'm. I'll be like, hi, that's Corey, and you'll be like, hi, that's Rachel, and we have a podcast called Side Talks. And one day we were making a podcast, and we talked about it. You see where I'm going with this? I do. I'm filling out the form tonight. Stay tuned. Side talks on Shark Tank. It's coming. Well, now that everybody's turned the podcast off, let me tell you where to uh, <laughs> let, let me tell you where to get tickets and stuff. But I first, think the uh, Kittenheads and Corys are still there. The Kittenheads and Corys. I hope yeah, the Corys are they're listening. Trying to get, they're getting a pin out to see when we're going to be on Shark Tank. I just okay. One more joke. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna pitch Mr. Mr. Great White, Mr. Mako. That's a shark, right? Mr. Hammerhead. Uh, Stingray's in there for some reason, and I'm just gonna be like, "You guys want to eat Donald Trump?" That's my pitch. He's the boy it's in the tasty, boat. Tasty, tasty little morsel. Full circle. Okay, that's enough of that. Um, bye. Th- thanks. Bye. bye. Well, bye. no, we gotta, we gotta, we gotta wrap it up. Thanks to Battle Studios. Thanks, Brad. You're welcome. Sorry, Brad. <laughs> and um, sidewalkfest.com or at Sidewalk Film on social media is where we can find us. Rachel is walking out the door. I have my keys in my hand. It, literally. All right, Straight we're done. Up. See you later, bye. everybody. Batwell Studios Podcast Division. Your words, our expertise. <laughs>